0: If you're lucky you listen to them talk, they're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard talk, it's Kevlu and Steve since the sandbox.
1: Since the sandbox fans, welcome back to the sandbox. And we are recording our first episode together in person in the Since the Sandbox studio. So Big ups to that, big ups for us. But guys, it's time to talk about the conference championships. We had a lot of games going on in the divisional round. Very close, very competitive. But guys, now we got the AFC championship. We got the NFC championship. The Bucks versus the Packers. The Bills versus the Chiefs. Before we start talking about those games, guys... What made the Saints and the Browns fall apart? Because I feel like those games were pretty close for a good amount of time.
2: Yeah, I just don't think the Browns were like on the level of the Chiefs. Like The defense didn't step up when they needed to. The offense didn't step up when they needed to. Costly touchback, which is it's kind of a crazy rule, but it is what it is. Just a better team won even without their quarterback. And then the Saints blow it every year. Just this year with like a little less controversy and like a more definitive ending. Uh, especially in the Dome in New Orleans. I, that, that was really bad. I mean, just going to be better than that, maybe Drew Brees is done because they did not look good yesterday, period.
0: Yeah, I think as far as the Browns, like Lou said, it just came down to when to execute, and they didn't. I mean, I don't want to say they played a horrible game because I don't think they played horrible, but just given the matchup, I mean, you knew you were going to have to put up you know, 28, 30 points to beat the Chiefs whether Pat Mahomes is playing or not. That's just how that offense is built. So, they came in. I thought they played good. I thought their defense, you know, kept a minute as good as they could while Mahomes was in the game. Obviously, you know, that late-game rush by uh, Henny to get the first down and ice the game was definitely, you know, a defensive breakdown. I think they should have had some linebackers coming up on that. But, I mean, other than that, it was a good game, competitive. I mean, I think it was a lot closer than a lot of people thought it was going to be. And as far as the Saints, I mean, it really came down to turnovers. I mean – If you look at Tampa Bay's offense, they played good, obviously, off of those turnovers, but they didn't have a great game. I mean, Brady threw for, I think, a little over 200 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Oh, he had one one throwing touchdown, one rushing touchdown. But that offense wasn't – they didn't come out guns blazing. I mean, they were, you know, slow early, and I think they just got momentum off the turnovers and were able to capitalize off the turnovers. And that was the biggest thing for the Saints. I mean, their defense played good for most of the game. I mean, you can only do so much when you're – you know, defense is playing six, seven minutes at a time, and then you're coming out and, you know having a turnover. So it is what it is. I mean, I knew this was gonna happen, Tom hmm. Brady team. It is what it is. But looking forward to the to the conference championships now.
1: Damn, Louisa, throwing those extra digs in there on purpose. He uh, he said Tom Brady wasn't gonna go. Oh, and three against the Saints.
2: Oh, please. The same kid who jinxed the the Browns mid-game.
1: Literally, the Browns Browns made it a five-point game. Kev sent us a text, and it was, Steve, watch out for those Browns.
2: From then on, they didn't score a point. Right.
1: So crazy. Chad Henney, I mean, what's it? Probably been 10 years since the last time he played in the game. Forget about anything else. But, guys, also one more question. Do we think that this was Brady and Breeze's last game versus each other? Do we think it's Brady and Breeze's both last year, individually, together? I don't know. What are you guys thinking?
2: I hope so. I think Drew's just done. Like, they're not going to get any better. They don't have a ton of draft picks to, like, kind of make up for it. Like, he's not going to be the same guy he was, like, three years ago. And if you can't get it done with this team at home with the two seed, it's just, like, you got to move on and, like, see what Jameis or Taysom Hill can do and, just kind of passed the torch.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty confident that this will be Breeze's last game. Uh, not so much Brady. I think Brady has at least one more year left in him, especially now that he sees that he's on a team that can really be a contender and is the playoff team year in and year out. So I think he'll I think he'll dog out at least one more year, but I do think this is Breeze's last year, so I do think this is the last time we're going to see Brady and Breeze share the field. But is what it is. I mean, definitely not the way Breeze wanted to go out, but can't knock his career. I mean... He's one of the greatest to ever do it, and it is what it is. We saw two goats go at it last night, but goat number one, got it done.
1: Yes, sir. Now, guys, let's talk about our first game, and it's the Bucks versus the Packers. But before we get into anything about the game, let's open up the calls. Our first call comes from Matt down in Florida, enjoying his vacation. Lou, we had a little something to say to you, but uh, had a question for us at the end, so let's tune in. Since the sandbox, how we doing? It's your man's Matt. You know, live from the beach, Chef La. Lou, real quick. I love you, bro. Kick things off. Philip Rivers gotta go tuck in all nine of his kids because that man's got a noodle on, bro. But I'm here about my duo, 12 to 13. I think we all know who we talking. Tom Brady, Mike Evans, baby. How y'all see that? How y'all see that success going in the next year? Let me know.
2: Matt, my man, you are right. I mean, he's gotta go. I hope he retires. Uh, draft somebody or, or use Eason. Or just Preset, sign him back short-term, or anything but Rivers. Get Wentz, get <laughs> anybody, I, I really don't care. Yeah, no, this is this is going to be a big future for uh, Mike Evans and Tom Brady. I think it's a good relationship. Evans is still in his prime. Brady could still obviously get it done. So I don't think there's anything slowing down that duo besides uh, maybe losing pieces to free agency.
1: Yeah, and I honestly think even though, you know, Antonio Brown has, has been a big factor recently in the playoffs, like, I still think Evans is still Brady's go-to guy, and we saw the amount of targets he got versus um, Marshawn Lattimore. He he played a good game. Mike Evans was doing this all year banged up. So just imagine next year what it's going to look like when he's healthy. Um, I think Mike Evans can definitely be up there for leading or arguing the top of the league in, in touchdowns by next season. But, but, Lou, rivers those nine kids in that noodle on man.
2: <laughs> I will say this, though. He's not the reason they lost in the playoffs. I mean, 300 yards, two touchdowns. Like, what more can the guy do? Like, we know he can't move, so. Yeah. We've got to help him out in some way, but he's he's done.
0: Who's this? Matt Tiki? Is that Matt Tiki on the phone? As far as Rivers, I mean, I agree. I think he's got to go. A couple big quarterback names, possibly Deshaun Watson. I don't know if to see the Texans trading him to another division team, but never know. Carson Wentz, who knows? I mean, I definitely think they got to go another route than Phillip Rivers, the Colts, but. I think they're going to build off of what they did this year and try to find a quarterback that fits that system. As far as the Bucks, Matt, I mean, you're right. I think that duo is going to be good for at least another year like we just talked about. I think Brady's going to have at least one more year in him no matter how this season plays out. So I do expect to see this duo on the field together next year, and I expect them to be good. Like you said, Steve, once Mike Evans is rested and healthy and coming into a new season healthy, I think it's going to be a scary duo, especially now that Tom has that first year under his belt. He knows the qualities. He knows the offense, all those things considered. I think if he comes back, I mean, even with Chris Godwin, but especially him and Evans, it's going to be a crazy duo.
1: Yeah, probably will. Now, let's talk about some of our keys to victory for the Bucks and the Packers. And, guys, let's try and close that up with a, a score prediction. So, for the Bucks. I think the most important thing is try and keep Rodgers off the field. Running the ball, a lot of time of possession. Hopefully, you know, that one-two punch of Rojo and Leonard Fournette is, is still successful. And another thing for the Bucks that I think is significantly important is be prepared for the elements. You know you're going into Green Bay to play in the cold weather. They do have fans, and Kev, I literally said this at your house the other night. It was electric in Green Bay, uh, and I I expect that to be another problem for the Bucks to face. And I'm not worried that Brady's... Not going to be prepared for the elements, but there's a lot of people that are on that Tampa Bay team that probably haven't played a lot of games in below 20-degree weather, and that game is definitely going to be a cold one.
2: Yeah, I think the biggest thing will be just keeping the QBs upright. Like Brady was sacked six times by the Saints in two regular season games, and they got blown out. He gets sacked once versus them in the playoffs, and they win. Uh, Rodgers is at his best when he's not getting hit, so just getting to the quarterback And just not turning the football over. I mean, I know Rodgers doesn't. I know Tampa Bay has been kind of in the middle with turnovers, but I think the Packers have to just abuse that secondary, uh, working a ton of screen to Aaron Jones because you're not going to be able to run it a ton. And for the Bucs, man, just do what you did last game. Don't take any crazy deep shots. and, And like Steve said, run the football because that's the one weakness the Packers actually have on D.
0: Yeah, I mean, I expect this to be a really, really good game. I mean, I expect this to see one of the best conference championships probably we're ever going to see in our lifetime. And I think you're right. I think, you know, we know Brady. He's played in the cold. He's played on the road in the playoffs. We know he has what it takes to get it done. But like you said, Steve, maybe some of those guys don't. Hopefully, I tend to think, I mean, a lot of these guys have to be thinking while Brady's here, this this is their chance to win. I mean, you can't Mm -hmm. let this opportunity slide, whether it's this year or next year. I mean, we saw before how talented that team was, but... It really takes, you know, a certain a certain dynamic to go win a Super Bowl. So I got to I gotta imagine that these guys are all going to be focused in and ready to play. And, I mean, it's no small task going against Aaron Rodgers in that Green Bay offense. I think Lou's right. I think, you know, as far as the Bucks on defense, their main thing is going to be having to get pressure on Rodgers. And I do like their front five or six. So I do think they could put some pressure on Rodgers. I mean, we saw them get to Breeze yesterday. I know Breeze threw four picks. But still, that offense was in shambles throughout a lot of the game trying to adjust to the de- the different defenses that the Bucks are throwing at them. So I think if they can keep Rodgers on his toes, I still think it'll be a high-scoring game. I'm, I'm going to say like around mid-30s each team. I think it's going to be, you know, a field goal type or maybe last-minute touchdown type of game. But expect it to be close, and I expect the Bucks to come out to play. Obviously, we know the Packers are home. They have the momentum. They're going to come to play. But I think this is going to be a serious showdown. I don't want to do a score prediction yet until I hear yours.
1: Alright, so I told you guys my keys to victory for the Bucks. Now for the Packers, I think defensively they have to focus on not allowing deep shots. We saw Tampa Bay's offense has been set up successfully with Godwin, Edwins, Brown running down the field. Gronk doing his thing up the middle of the field. Um, I think that's going to be significantly important for the Packers to stop. And another thing I think they have to do is they have to continue to stick with the running back by committee. They were very lethal when they had Aaron Jones getting in, Jamal Williams getting in, and A.J. Dillon getting in. All those guys were running productively, and that's what David Bakhtiarity already being out for a significant amount of time. So uh, the Packers are definitely going to have to control a, a lot of their own destiny, but I do think that they are the favorite to win this game, and that's who I'm picking to win. I think the way the Bucks have been playing is good, and it is impressive for the first year for them all be together, and I think next year that the Bucks might be able to go a little further than they did this year, but this Green Bay team, guys, is, is no joke. Their offense, I mean, is almost unstoppable, so I think Green Bay is going to beat them by about eight points. I'm going to say 30 to 22.
2: Then on the other side, we have the Bills and Chiefs, and like, this was, like, the only matchup, like, we could have hoped for and as far as, like, an exciting test for, like, the Chiefs, especially with Mahomes uh, hurting his foot, supposedly, and then the concussion. It's going to be interesting. I feel like Josh Allen's going to have to do his best Mahomes impression to, like, keep them on the sidelines, to, like, evade uh, tons of pass rushers. And, and what will be key, kind of for the Bills, again, on defense, what they did to the Ravens was they played four quarters with man, and then they had everybody underneath playing a zone just so in case Mahomes or Lamar scrambles, they have that wrapped up. They're not too worried about them running the football, and uh, they believe they can stick man-to-man with everyone on the Chiefs. I, I don't know. We'll see if, if they can pull it off.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know how I'm feeling, man. Buffalo Bills, AFC Championship. Gotta love it. Joshie Allen, Stephon Diggs, arguably the best duo in football right now besides Aaron Rodgers and, uh, and Devontae Adams. But, I mean, no, it's definitely gonna be a good game. I think... You know, Buffalo's defense is, they're not, they're not big and they're not strong, but they're quick and they're athletic. And I think that's a good counter for that, you know, Chiefs offense. Whether Mahomes plays or not, that Chiefs offense, guys like Tyree Kill, guys like Travis Kelsey in the middle of the field, having athletic linebackers and athletic secondaries and fast linebackers and fast secondary players is just going to be a better matchup in, in general because they can stick with those guys downfield and for a longer period of time allowing their front five or six to get pressure on whoever the quarterback's going to be for the Chiefs. so definitely think it's going to be a closed game obviously we know who i'm pulling for and who i'm <laughs> going to predict to win the buffalo bills but it's going to be a close game either way excited to see it
1: no it's definitely going to be a good game and i was rooting for the ravens i was rooting for them hard but you know they they just fell apart and i don't even think that they necessarily played a bad game but just know the bills have to come ready to play i mean I've been talking about the Chiefs all year, and even without Mahomes, they were over able to stick it out. So I'm going to go over my keys to victory for both teams. Uh, for the Bills, I think the most important thing that they need to do is cover the middle of the field. You guys see the deep shots that they take with Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. It's either Kelsey doing an in or an out route across the field, or, it, or it's uh, Tyreek Hill running that little like slant route that just ends up going 40 yards so uh, just a little crazy there if they could shut down the middle I think forcing Mahomes to make sideline throws is what's going to be able to make the Bills be a little more competitive in this game and another thing the Bills are going to have to do is they're going to need more rushing production I mean just realistically speaking Kev I just said this to you before we started recording I think they had like three four five rushes with Singletary the whole game and that's just not going to cut it I mean you're going to have to have some time of possession and I know that there's a lot of pass plays that you can do to script run like plays but you ju- you just need to be more successful in that part of the game to win the playoffs and for the Chiefs you can't look past this game this game is very important and I know it's the AFC championship but you have to get through this game before you can get to the Super Bowl and for my next key to victory for the Chiefs Kelsey and Hill both need to see six-plus targets. I mean, you just got to keep feeding those guys. Travis Kelsey having over 1,400 receiving yards this year is absolutely incredible. Tyreek Hill, I mean, that speed to be matched up with on every single play is very, very tough. So going to be tough for the Bills' defense to do it. I think it's a challenge for both teams. Definitely a matchup I'm looking forward to, though. Now it's time for my score prediction, and you know I have the Chiefs on top. And I think the Chiefs are going to win by 10 points, Kev. I think the Chiefs are going to win 34-24. 31-27, Bills.
2: 27-28, Chiefs.
1: Ooh. If we go, guys. That's definitely going to be a close one. So that Tom
2: Foolery is coming, either from the refs or from one of the coaches. Someone's screwing up in some way, <laughs> and that's going to affect the game.
0: Lou, that's not Tom Foolery coming. That's Tom Brady coming.
2: Oh, something to have to do with paying the refs and getting his way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that that's what the high five he was looking for yesterday yeah. was. <laughs> yeah, they didn't give it to him. Yeah, just
2: he, like they never gave him anything. Yeah, like he's gonna high five that guy tomorrow <laughs> yeah. on the on the tea time they have. <laughs> right. Nope. <laughs> Alright, yeah, the deflate gate thing was BS, but like everything else was so legitimate.
1: Alright, guys, that's gonna wrap things up for our NFC and AFC conference championships. Uh, make sure you guys tune into the rest of the episodes this week. Make sure to hit those DMs if you guys want to call into the show. And I hope you guys are enjoying the new studio as much as we are. That's going to wrap things up, guys. And you know the deal. Leave us that five stars. Support your boys. You know the vibes.